Hello beauties and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be talking about all the trending topics that you've been seeing all over your timelines. The second stimulus package, the Ellen DeGeneres show, this new mystery challenge, the Emmy noms that just came out this morning, the Meek and Milano split, and then we're going to do a deep dive into the dangers of reality TV. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this one. All right, everyone, let's dive into our trending topics. So the first trending topic today is the second stimulus check. Now, this stimulus check is very similar to the past check that was given earlier this year, except this check is being spearheaded by the Republicans. And the past act, the HEROES Act, was spearheaded by the Democrats. Now, to be clear, this has not been passed by the Democrats. This has only been drawn up by the Republicans. But these are just a few things that it would lay out. It's going to be the same amount. $1,200 for single filers and $2,400 for joint filers, dependents $500 additional dollars. Now, anyone making over $75,000 will get something, but will get a reduced amount. That's for single filers. And for joint filers, the cap is $150,000. But what is in contention is a lot of people are upset about the reduced unemployment benefit that would go from $600 per week, which is what it is now, to $200 per week. So people are really, you know, not happy about this $200 per week. They really were hoping to keep the $600 per week that they've been provided. A lot of people are saying they're barely making it on the $600 a week on their unemployment. So reducing that amount to $200 per week would just not work for them as families. Now, when I look at this second stimulus package, um, I do think it's needed. I think that there's a lot of people out there that work in the service industries or they work in an industry that is not open to the public anymore and they are unemployment on unemployment and they're searching for work that's open or they're waiting to be picked up by their old employer. I mean, there's a lot of people struggling just because some people are fortunate enough to work from home or be essential workers and haven't missed a paycheck. Many people have missed a paycheck. So I just hope that if this second stimulus is going to come, that it'll be comprehensive and it'll be what people actually need. They're actually listening in Congress to figure out what the people need, not just a Band-Aid over a huge economic problem. So we'll see how that develops and I'll keep bringing you more information as it becomes available. The next trending topic is the Ellen DeGeneres show. Apparently the show is under investigation after a scathing BuzzFeed article came out basically calling the show a toxic work environment, saying that people were treated disrespectfully there. There was racism all throughout the workplace and people did not feel comfortable in the workplace. Now, this comes right after Ellen DeGeneres being accused of not paying 
her workers during the pandemic. Many people that worked on the show and production and showrunners were saying they couldn't make their bills after the pandemic. That Ellen began to work with another production group when she did her Ellen from home show and did not do anything to secure the funds of her regular um, show production crew. They also said that she only paid a percentage of their uh, salaries and that the percentage that she paid was less than 60%. So now you have a huge show, you know, thousands of people work on that show to make that show what it is. And then you turn around and you're facing a pandemic. You can't go into work. You can't do your normal job. And then you think that a big company like Warner and a big personality like Ellen would push to do what's right. And then you find out that you have to live off 60% of your salary in a pandemic, you know, when everyone is at home and everyone is trying to figure out what they're going to do. So right off the backs of that, this article came out. So it's just bad sailing for Ellen right now. And this isn't the first time that people have criticized Ellen, makeup guru and um, YouTube star Nikki Tutorials was on Ellen earlier this year discussing being trans and coming out as trans and how she felt so supported. And it was a really great moment for her. I love Nikki. She's amazing. And for her to come out and say what, I mean, she's a sweet person as her background. If you probably, if you don't know her or watch her videos, she's totally sweet. She's drama free. She always stays out of the drama that goes on with the other beauty gurus on YouTube. And for her to say that she didn't feel welcomed on the Ellen show and that, you know, she put on a brave face because she was uh, grateful for the opportunity. But at the same time, she really felt as though she was kind of pushed aside for other talent that was on the show. And especially for someone traveling all the way from Holland to make them feel unwelcomed at a show that you basically asked them to come on is ridiculous to me. And I can understand why she felt the way she felt. And you know, I I don't know what's going on with Ellen, but I will say if enough people say it and say the exact same story, it's probably the truth. Now, if some people were upset with her for other reasons, I don't know, but just business practice wise, you have to take care of your crew. You have to take care of the people that make you look good on TV every single day. That's just the basics. I mean, to create a hostile work environment for those people, that is just, it's ridiculous. At the end of the day, you know, if you can't stand up and be this personality bubbly and fun that you are on TV, then maybe it's time to hang it up, Ellen. I don't know. The people aren't going for the fakeness in these days, so you have to really get it together. You're either going to be transparent, apologize, and change your ways, or you're going to leave the stage and open up the opportunity for another host to come in because that's just not how we roll. All right, the next trending topic, challenge accepted. Now, if you're on social media, you may have seen floating on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, women posting black and white pictures with the simple caption, challenge accepted. Now, this is a underground sort of movement in which women are challenging other women to post a black and white picture of themselves 
in solidarity with other women and it calls for female empowerment. So I had been seeing like everybody else, all these beautiful black and white photos of my friends and they're posting and I'm like, that's great. And then it says challenge accepted. So immediately you're like, what is this? Like, what is this about? What is this about? So I was asked to be on the challenge or in the challenge and I didn't, I didn't nominate 20 people because that's just a lot, but I did nominate some of my friends as well and got a couple different nominations. And it's just great to see so many women in solidarity with each other, just posting these black and white pictures, looking phenomenal and just saying, listen, I'm a woman that stands with women. I think it's a huge misconception that women can't get along. Women are jealous of each other. Women are catty. I find that that's so far from the truth. Yes, it's hard at times to get along, but we have each other's back, you know, and no matter who you are, what kind of, you know, what, how you identify yourself to be a woman, you know, as a woman, as a womanhood, as a community, we always come together. We always get the job done. So it just warms my heart to see everyone joining in this challenge and just making it something that people are asking, what's this, what's this? And really putting it out there like, yes, it's about empowerment. It's about acceptance. It's about bigging up each other. It's about supporting each other. You know, and that's something that I definitely hold in my core values. Like we have to support each other as women. We have to be by each other's side as women, listening to each other, validating each other, whatever opportunity you have to, you know, help up another woman, you should take it. So I think this challenge is great and I hope it continues. All right. The next trending topic is Emmy Emmy nominations. Um, the Emmy nominations came out this morning and a lot of our favorites are on the list. So I'm just going to brush through and touch on some of the ones that I found to be incredibly exciting and there are many more. So I encourage you to go onto the Emmy website and see the full list of nominations, but I will just read you off some of my highlights. Okay, Zendaya for the show Euphoria. I love that show. That show is so good. It talks about addiction, talks about love, talks about just being a teen. You know, it's a great show. Yvonne Orji for Insecure. She was nominated as a supporting um, actress. And then, of course, Issa Rae was nominated as the um, lead actress. The entire Insecure cast was nominated for Best Comedy Series. Don Cheadle was nominated for Best Male Lead for Black Monday. Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross were both nominated for Blackish. Titus Burris was nominated for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Carrie Washington was nominated for Little Fires Everywhere. I gotta stop here. Little Fires Everywhere was so crazy, y'all. I loved this miniseries. I was so sad that it was only a miniseries and not a continuation. Um, Reese Witherspoon actually published and produced this movie and she um, read the book. It was a lovely book. um, And the author basically said, when I wrote this book, I wanted Reese to read it and I wanted her to make it into a show. So it was basically the combination of her writing it, Reese reading it, falling in love with it, wanting to make it a show. And then the actual execution of Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. I'm not sure if Reese was nominated, but 
Both of them were just exceptional in the show. I just loved it. I watched it twice just to catch those little things that you missed the first time. And I just couldn't stop raving about it. It was just edge of your seat the whole time. Everybody wants a second one. I don't know. Hopefully the writer's out there somewhere (laughs) writing another sequel so we can have another miniseries because it was amazing. Okay, so the next nomination is Octavia Spencer for Self Made. Now, this was the Netflix series, also a limited series, about Madam C.J. Walker and how she grew her business and her daughter and her empire. And this was another great one that I really, really enjoyed watching. And then the last one that I have written here is Regina King for Watchmen. Now, Watchmen was another spectacular piece of art. So it actually deals with, um, you know, comic book characters and things like that. Um, Watchmen um, is is basically, you know, a reiteration of the movie, but it was just so well played and it's just so timely. Hulu actually had it for free a couple of weeks ago because it's, it, it emphasizes black stories so well. Unfortunately, I think it is off Hulu now, so you would have to have HBO to have access to it. But um, if you already have HBO or you want to splurge and just or do the free trial and watch it in a weekend, it's great. It was really, really great. And that's Watchmen starring Regina King. All right, we're going to move on to some sadder news. Um, it looks like Meek Mill and Milano have split. Now this split comes right after the announcement of Nicki Minaj's pregnancy. So riddle me that, but the two have split and they have decided to share custody of their child and they're going to co-parent. So they decided over the weekend that it's just not happening for them as a couple and they're going to go ahead and co-parent and Let me tell you, Black Twitter was not happy about it. They said Meek should have just left Milano alone, let her find her good thing, her husband, why he had to come around and play with her emotions. Now, if you don't know, Milano is a business owner and very successful in her own right. So a lot of her fans were kind of, you know, you know, just disappointed with Meek and the fact that their relationship really didn't go as far as many people thought it would go and that, you know, he kind of basically ruined it for the next guy. But I will say, you know, Milano was grown. She's an adult. She did what she wanted to do. And who knows? I mean, they got something beautiful out of it. They got a child out of it. So maybe that was just the purpose of them being together. Maybe the purpose of them being together was just so they could be parents to that beautiful child. So, you know, it's it's nobody's business. Nobody can judge. But I will say Twitter was a flame. And if you want a quick laugh, you can Google that split because I think you just might get one. All right, everyone. These are our trending topics for today. We're going to move into the deep dive. All right, beauties, you know what I'm going to say. This is my favorite time of the show. This is the deep dive portion, and I love the way Anchor uh, separates the portions so you can listen to it as you please. And um, I will put a trigger warning 
in this deep dive. This deep dive discusses suicide. It discusses sexual assault. So if it's not something that you can handle, I encourage you to stop this podcast at this point. Pick up my next topic next week. I will try to mix it up so we'll have some lighter, some heavier deep dives. Um, But if any of those things trigger you, please go ahead and stop the recording at this time. Okay, so today's uh, topic is Tamar Braxton and then a deep dive into the dangers of reality TV. And we're going to get into it, but I really want to use Tamar as an example to talk about the larger issue of the emotional burden that filming reality TV really, really encompasses. So we're going to get into it. So let's start with the facts. Tamar Braxton, 43-year-old popular reality TV star of the Royal Braxton family, was hospitalized on July 16th for an apparent suicide attempt. Now, she was found at the Beverly Hills Hotel by her boyfriend, David, and she was non-responsive. He saw some you know, some things around her that made him feel like, you know, something could be dangerously wrong. He called uh, the ambulance and they came and got her. She was hospitalized immediately. And I just want to make it clear that Tamar is in stable condition as far as I know, and that since this incident, she has been moved to a rehabilitation center. So we praise God that she's still here. She's still alive, but we're going to continue on with the story. So the family began to be concerned when the night of the 16th, they received a cryptic text from Tamar. Now, this cryptic text included things like she's not a slave for the industry. She can't continue to pretend to be a slave to this industry and just saying things that would let her family know that something was not okay. It was later on found that um, you know, other family members were concerned about her from basic talks they had had with her the days before. And they were just, you know, wondering if Tamar was okay. And they had been reaching out to Tamar, um, and hadn't been getting responses as frequently as they normally would. And that communication between them was a little bit strained. So following her hospitalization, it was revealed that her sister, Tracy Braxton, is going to be coming out with a new show called The Couch. Now, this show does highlight and focus on mental health issues. Now, Tracy was definitely slammed and dragged in the media for promoting her show while her sister was being hospitalized. Fans said it was not the time for her to bring up her own personal projects. Tracy fired back and said it's always the time because the show that she's working on is actually highlighting mental health issues such as depression, such as suicide, and things like that. And so she feels like this is the perfect time time to highlight what's been going on. Now, to just stop a minute and give some of my opinions, I feel that Tracy was doing what she thought was right by bringing up her show, showing something that she's passionate about, and basically just saying, this has happened in more families than mine. So I'm going to continue on with my process, continue on with my show that I had started working on called The Couch, because this is going to help people. Like This is going to get into homes 
And this is going to influence people in a way that can really, really help them. So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue on my path to work on this show. And I can understand where she's coming from. I think that they are a family in the public eye, but they're also very private. And I think that there's some things that they keep very private between the family because they know how hurtful it can be. So it's just one of those things where some people will say it's overreaching. Some people will say it's too much. And then other people will say, no, I feel like it's her every right to explain the projects that she's working on and be proud of the things that she's working on, especially if it'll help people. So I guess in her case, you either do it or you don't. She made a decision and she's sticking to it. I will say out of all the sisters, Tracy thinks for herself. You know, when they stopped filming, she continued to film. If Tracy feels like it's something that she should do, she's going to do it. And that's just the kind of sister that she is. And that's the sister that she's always been. Do I feel like it reflects on her that she doesn't care about her sister in some way just because she talked about the promotion of her show? I don't. I think she loves her sister. She cares about her sister, but she also wants to help others. And she also wants to keep the commitments that she's actually set out to do by releasing this show when it's supposed to be released. Okay, so let's continue on with this story. So I also came upon another show that Tamar was going to be in herself, and it was partnered with the famed producer Mona Scott, who does all the love and hip hop shows. And she also manages Missy Elliott or managed Missy Elliott in the past. This little tidbit I kind of came upon researching this story. So the show was going to be called Tamar Get Your Life. And it was going to be talking about Tamar as a single mom, Tamar's divorce from Vince, and then also her divorce, quote unquote, from music. Because if you are familiar with the family, um, Vince managed Tony at one point, Tony went another way. Then Vince, uh, began to manage Tamar. Now this is when Tamar had hits like all the way home and, you know, the whole love and war album was just amazing. And everything that she really did was under the umbrella of Vincent Herbert. So he was her manager. He was her husband. They were always together. And in the last season of Tamar and Vince, you can kind of see their relationship unraveling. It just became too much for them. He couldn't be a producer, a manager, a husband, a father. There was just too many hats going on. And I feel like Tamar wasn't able to have the support of her husband because he was too busy being the tour manager. He was too busy picking, picking studio time or picking the new record or mixing the vocals. Like he was doing everything. And the show really talks about her going into the studio and making music for the first time by herself as a single mom, as, you know, a woman who's, you know, really out here for herself at this time. And in this show, Tamar Get Your Life, uh, they gave a sneak peek that came out after last week's marriage boot camp. And Mona was basically explaining to Tamar, this was going to be a very intimate look at her life. You know, it was going to be very taxing. It was going to be very in-depth. It was going to be very, um, exposing to a lot of things that have gone on in her life. Um, 
And it just, it, it kind of struck me odd because I know that in the past, Tamar has dealt with so many things and certain things not being on the show because she wanted to keep certain things private, even with the, um, divorce, like she was filming Tamar and Vince, but there was just some things that she was like, I don't want to film this. I don't want to have this part of my divorce on TV. And last year on Braxton Family Values, the family tried to come together with Ivana Van Zandt, and she basically was trying to get at the core of some of Tamar's problems that she has with her temper, with handling her sisters, with even like her relationships with her father and her mother. And, you know, it was revealed that Tamar was sexually assaulted by two family members And this is a sore spot. Obviously, it would be for anyone. And she didn't want to discuss it. And I think that sources have came out and said that this was going to be discussed on her new show, Tamar Get Your Life. And it's not something that she wanted to discuss, but something that producers felt like should be included. Now, if you remember back, back when this came out on the Braxton Family Values, Tamar actually walked off the set during the therapy session with Ivana Van Sant. Later, months later, after the show was actually, um, after the show was actually broadcasted, she went on the Wendy Williams show and she talked about, you know, her abuse and how she wanted to be the one to talk about it and not to be forced to speak about it, but to be actually ready to speak about it. And Wendy, it almost seemed was like caught off guard. She's like, I did not expect her to talk about this. Like she's talking about this. This is wow. And Tamar talked about, you know, her single, the prettiest girl in the world. And she talked about her website where people could go and get resources for victims of um, sexual abuse. So it looked as though she really had, you know, taken her time to really think about how she wanted to, to do this. Okay. And how she really wanted to tell the world about her sexual assault and that, you know, she doesn't want to be a victim anymore. She wants to be a survivor and she wants to be stronger and better than, you know, anybody that could let this kind of thing defeat them. And I just want to say, you know, anybody that has dealt with sexual assault, I I feel for you. You're stronger than you think. And if you need help, get the help that you need and get the resources that you need. Because I think so much of the time, especially when you open up your life to a reality TV show, things come out in ways you never thought they could, you know, Because you've dealt with it in your own way doesn't mean you're through dealing with it. And I feel like that's what happened with Tamar. She felt like she had dealt with it in her own way. She went on the Wendy show. She told her truth. She made the website. And yet and still, it wasn't enough because there was still more inside her that dealt with this issue. And that's what brings me to my larger point. You know, the woes of reality TV, we've seen couples break up. We've seen, you know, people just end up in Tamar's situation. We've seen people become addicted to pills. You know, we've seen all types of things on reality TV because it is just jarring to watch yourself back on TV and watch yourself living your life. I mean, could you imagine? 
just watching everything that you're going through, the highs, the lows, and having the rest of the world watch it with you. It's completely an undertaking. It's something that even the strongest person would have trouble with at times. And I think Tamar just took on so much onto herself that it just became so overwhelming that she thought, you know, she had, she didn't want to live anymore. And I just wonder that if our favorite celebrities are putting themselves at risk for our entertainment and can we really live with that? You know, can we live with that as an audience, knowing that our entertainment is worth more than their life? And for that reason, it just makes me feel like if these reality TV shows can't be more positive and can't be more uplifting to people and really giving people that space to be themselves, but also keeping some things private, not feeling like everything is fodder for the public to keep a storyline. I have to show my divorce. I have to show everything that's going on with my kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. I mean, really think about the effect that it has on these children, especially, but these marriages, these relationships, these friendships, I mean, think about the effects it has on the people themselves. Yes, they're getting a check from it. Yes, they're making a living from it. But to be able to separate what's real and what's not and what's private and what's public, that is just a blurry line that continues to be blurred. And I'm just wondering that, is is it worth it? You know, is it worth it for them? Is it worth it for us as an audience? Can we keep demanding these kind of high energy, explosive fights and drama to get us to watch something? Like, is that really what we consider to be entertainment? Is that really how far we've gone as things that will catch our eye and keep our attention? I wonder, you know, all the shows, you have great new shows coming out. But they only get the sound bites. They only get the snippets when there's drama. When somebody says something out of turn or when somebody disrespects someone, that's the only time that we get the sound bite, that we get the clip, that we see them, you know, on the shade room, on Hollywood Unlocked, on these different shows. I just think that's something we need to talk about and think about as an audience, what we really want and what these reality stars who are just people actually deserve. And that's today's deep dive, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Okay, beauties, now we've come to my least favorite part of the show, the end of the show. I just want to say we had some great talk today, but I just want to reiterate, if you are feeling suicidal, if you are a victim of um, sexual assault, I just want you to reach out and get the help that you need today. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel like you can't reach out. You can. There are plenty of resources online. Suicide hotlines will pick up anytime, day or night because they care about you and so do I. So please reach out and get the help that you need if you need it. Also, we need to arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. 
petitions are still out there. These cops are still walking free. They're not arrested and that's a problem. She deserves better than this. So please sign a petition. Please donate today and keep saying her name and keep her face on your timelines. As of all the other people as well that have been killed unjustly, keep their faces on your timeline. Keep doing what you can. And I love you beauties. Have a great rest of your day or night wherever you are. And I will catch you in the next episode of Tea Talk with Ja. Bye.